What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Drunk Turkey Show. I'm your host, Daniel J. Uh, we are missing one of the guys, Jaime. He uh, got some word of a skinwalker roaming around the, the Lomita, so he went running around looking for him. He might come in, he might not. We'll see. Depends if he finds Bigfoot. Uh, but with me, as always, <laughs> is Big Blue. How you doing tonight, Big Blue? Pretty good, pretty good. How's everybody doing tonight? No, we're doing great. We're doing great. And our special guest tonight is none other than the 2015 Male Country uh Modern Country Male Artist of the Year, singer-songwriter, Bud Vargas. How are you doing, Mr. Vargas? How you guys doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for the invite, man. I appreciate it. Oh, and, no uh, problem. I always, like, I always like when you guys start talking about skinwalkers and Bigfoot and all that stuff, <laughs> UFOs. I'm a geek about that stuff, too, man. So, uh, hey, we, uh, Yeah, yeah, we definitely. That's one of our, um, <clears throat> that's our go-to, you know. You know, with Jaime, he's our um, our representative in the Bigfoot community, and he, he's it's not a position that he wanted. It was one that we kind of threw him into, but you know he's um, he gets a lead. He goes out there, but um, he's also the guy that you know he's brought up some um, some evidence of of ghosts in his house and whatnot. So he's a uh, pivotal role in the in the team. Just unfortunately, he couldn't make it tonight. But I, I appreciate you watching the show and and and, and watching this. Um, yeah, I don't really get to watch it, so to speak, because I'm, I'm as I'm driving down the road, I got it playing on YouTube. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm listening while I'm driving and and just <laughs> laughing at all kinds of stuff. You guys, are crazy <laughs> man. Yeah, we great. Yeah, we, great show, man. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> before we get started, I want to say happy anniversary to you and your wife. I saw that oh, earlier on Facebook. Thanks. You know, yeah, congratulations. I appreciate it, man. She put up with me for a while already. So <laughs> I'm, I'm new to the married game. I've uh I'm in what is it like six months in now, seven months somewhere around there. Well, this so, is our first year. We've been oh, together right. for like 14, but then we barely got married a year ago, you know. The kids we got two kids, 12 and a nine. And oh, nice. she was always well, the kids were always asking, Why did you guys marry? Blah blah blah. Then COVID happened and we started losing relatives and friends and family and stuff like that. And we, we decided, yeah. well. You know, let's, let's just get married, you know? Yeah. No, yeah. Um, well, congratulations. I'm glad you guys took that step a year ago. Um, Thank you, man. You know, with COVID and whatnot, uh, I'm sure that took a big hit to your, um, you know, you're out there going out there and, and doing shows and whatnot. I noticed here recently, you've, you're you're pretty booked up. <laughs> How yeah, many shows I, do you know, typically do? Yeah, well, I'm I'm doing over 200 a year usually, with exception of uh, of 2020. Um, but it's funny because during COVID, uh, I got shut down like everybody did. I was down for maybe 40 days or something like that. I don't know how many weekends that is. I can't do the math. But uh, um, I got back to work uh, in May and I've been steady since then, you know, because a lot of places I play are where the restaurants and, you know, this, the first places to open up with the outdoor seating and things like that. So since then, I've still been rocking and rolling, man. And fortunately, you know what I mean? It, it was a lot harder for uh, for like full bands and stuff like that. Cause you know, they got people to deal with and the mask and six feet apart situation, all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've been, I've been busy since, I mean, yeah. I mean, it was just weird. Those 40 days off or whatever it was, that was it, man. And it, it's just still rocking and rolling, man. And it's funny too, because uh, I'd be driving down the road those that that last half of 2020. I'd be driving down the road in the middle of the night, getting home from a gig or whatever, and there's nobody on the highway. You know, there's yeah. rarely truckers, no tour buses like band tour buses, and that. And then they start slowly. I started seeing them 
you know, coming down the road opposite. I'm oh, there's a band. All right, cool. You know, so it was, yeah. that was kind of cool. But no, I've been fortunate to, to stay busy, man. That's good. So <clears throat> oh, go ahead, Luke. No, as I say, um, being on, on the road so much, um, I, I've been looking at your at your schedule. You do a lot of towns around San Antonio. Do you try to stay more towards Central Texas? It's that's another funny thing, man. Because uh, if you <laughs> locally, like here in New Braunfels, I don't hardly play, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there's a couple of spots where I'll play, but they don't want to pay out here, man. So I got to travel two hours into smaller towns where they really enjoy the music. And uh, like for example, Saturday I'm driving out to Matagorda, which is three hours for me. You know, yeah. and uh, yeah, so I don't really play in San Antonio that much. Uh, kind of San Antonio is kind of not my people. Uh, and what I mean by that is like I play country stuff. And, and if you go to a San Antonio bar, it's 32 TVs with the Spurs playing or the Astros playing and nobody's caring about that guy singing, you know, uh, which yeah. is where we met at Beer Goggles like that, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's kind of that situation. And uh, so I kind of try to stop booking places like that. So I look for wineries or, uh, or just restaurants that are, that are more country oriented, uh, I guess, uh, that clientele, you know what I mean? So, but, so I don't hardly play that much in San Antonio really. There's, there's one bar by my house. I mean, you might be interested in, I go there a few times a month, a you know, <laughs> <laughs> only on the weekends. Okay. Only on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's well, some places. It's There's a, a lot of places. I try. What's it called? It's a Stetson Bar. Oh, Stetson Bar. Yeah, man. Actually, uh, there's one second. The studio slash wife's office. She works from home, <laughs> so some every once in a while that phone rings. I'm like, why is she not even working right now? But uh, the Stetson Stetson Bar. That's over on uh, on Tezzle. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, there's some of those places. That's another thing. Some of those places they book acts that they got kind of the same circle of people, so they rotate them out. And it's hard to get in that circle for me because I don't use a booking agent. I don't use management. I never have. You know, I just I, I kept all my money. I never put money into this and that and this and that. And uh, so I can't get into certain places like that, man. I've, I've tried, you know, but. Uh, and that's that's a, a weird thing too because on the other i do that myself keep my own money and all that stuff but on the other hand there's a, a lot of places i can't get into you know so yeah. i mean i would i would give them a try because last time i went they i guess the people that they're supposed to have they canceled a few times so they're like wow no, no band tonight uh we're gonna do uh karaoke you know karaoke, they, yeah they try to get something in there yeah like, okay it's kind of no, I'll definitely try because I always try, even though I, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't be a pest. I'm gonna try not to be a pest, but I try and, like, okay, let me go back and try and get this Stetson Bar, for example, or another place. And I'm, you know, I've, it's been a while since I contacted them. Let me try again, kind of thing. Gotcha. It's a nice place. I went. Uh, they have a nice little. Um, it's cool. Band, yeah, it's a pretty yeah. cool. Place. It's really I, cool. I think- you guys, you guys, country fans, or you guys? I mean, I listen to all kinds of stuff. I happen to play country because that's what my voice fits, you know, and I love it. So, but. I listen to mostly country, uh, a little bit of um, 
of rock here and there, uh, the classical style. Well, I guess it's considered yeah. classic now. The early, sure, yeah. The, the, the late 90s and early 80s and early 2000s. I mean, I, I really went from everything from, um, you know, ACDC to Led Zeppelin all the way up into yeah, like Lincoln Park and, and things of that nature and everything in between. I think I think we got somebody coming in real quick, guys. We got somebody coming in. I think he found he found him. <laughs> and so, you know, I went from everything in, in, in between there. Now, for the most part, I was um, I was mostly into and have been into country. So long story short, I um, when I was 19, 20 years old, I started working at a country bar. Now, I didn't. I didn't like country music up until that point in my life. I was mostly into like rap and, and hip hop music. And, um, you know, I started working the door of security at a, at a bar called Diamond Lills back back home in Del Rio. And um, one of my buddies named Daniel Teast was a, uh, he was a DJ. He was also a singer in, in, in a band as well down there. And um, he was working there and he kind of showed me the ropes on DJing and, and country music. And I, I fell in love with the genre. and started um i got into my own country music stuff you know myself yeah nothing anything crazy but yeah. yeah no i got into that uh have you been to i think i've seen you um you being out in del rio a couple times at the white horse is that accurate yeah been there at the white horse lounge in uh cripple creek steakhouse cripple, okay. cripple creek steakhouse yeah. been out there a few times it's been a while since cripple creek but and well del rio period but yeah. one of my favorite singer songwriters is from Del Rio, Radney Foster. Yes, sir. My favorite. Yes, man. sir. I see you found Bigfoot. Hell yeah. Y'all can it's hear me, right? Like yeah. Yeah, you sound good. Okay. You sound good. It's, it's yeah, not I like the TV, the TV show, Finding Bigfoot. They should they should call it Never Finding Bigfoot. Exa never right? Exactly. I found them. I was looking for Hugo and um, Jonathan, but I, come on, I came across this guy. <laughs> yeah, Hugo and Jonathan are a couple guys that we've been trying to get on a show that we were friends with since high school that are as elusive as Bigfoot and, and Skinwalker. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I mean, that's 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 crazy. I, uh, um, being that you haven't been out there in the world, what about like, um, what are some of the bigger venues that you've you've uh, played at? Um, let me see. Um, man, there's a lot because doing my own thing. Um, it'd probably be just the, like festivals, you know, cause like I've had the opportunity to open for like Ronnie Millsap or, uh, Rick Torino or, uh, Johnny Lee, Pam Tillis, Mark Wills, a lot, a lot of places, a lot, you know, I've been doing this for like 13 years now. So, but, uh, I used to play with Bobby Pulido. I used to play congas with Bobby Pulido and I ran up and down the highways in U S and Mexico with him for about 13 years, probably. No, oh, something like that. And uh, so I've been been a lot of places, man. And just I'm a road dog by now, and and uh, I'm spoiled, man, because uh, I got used to the tour bus, you know, and a road <laughs> manager saying, "Get up, go, yeah, okay, you, we got to leave at this time and, and whatever." So uh, that's why I kind of like doing my own thing right now, man, because yeah. I can just you know, make my own schedule, you know, right. But uh, to answer that first qu that question, man, I don't know, man, because I guess in the Bobby Polito days, it would be, I don't know, thousands, hundred thousand people, maybe not that much. That's probably, that's Metallica. People, right? <laughs> but, you know what I mean? The Woodstock and, and a 60,000. 60, I don't know. It's a good number. Man, the Woodstock, that's a, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good, that's a good amount. And so yeah. you, you, you were, um, you were a Grammy, um, 
nominated for Latin as a Latin songer, singer songwriter, and then you transitioned to country music, or yeah, was well, that something you were doing at the same time? Well, I was always I've always been a country music fan, right? Since right. I, I was born in Kansas City, and uh, well, I'm a, that's why I'm a Chiefs fan <laughs> and a Royals oh. fan, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and I've taken a lot of shit for. Oh, can we cuss? I'm oh, sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. This is and a lot of shit for it for. 50 years, man. You know what I mean? Uh, being in Texas, and uh, I mean, I've been a Cowboys fan, and you know, and Rangers and Strohs uh, yeah. as well. But, but I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a diehard. But being from Kansas City, being a little kid, you know that that was my team, the, the Chiefs, right? But anyhow, uh, I grew up in Kansas City and moved to when I was like 11. Uh, mm-hmm. Left behind a wife and three kids. I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> hey, that's a country song. <laughs> that is yeah, right. That's a good song. But uh, uh, I've always been in the in the country, man. Because I grew up like on this back in the day. I'm older, way older than you guys, man. So back in the day, uh, on the radio station, it was you could hear like Willie Nelson right alongside the BGS, right alongside Elvis Presley, right alongside the Bay City Rollers or Temptations, whatever, all on the same station. So my uh musical influences was was wide you know yeah. and so but i've always i started writing i want to say country music in the early 90s and then i didn't join bobby's band until 94 95 so up till then i was still writing country songs trying to give them out and i would whenever i lived in McAllen at the time mm-hmm. and whenever a country band would roll through uh i would go to the big event center over there and see if I can knock on the bus door and hey, I'm a songwriter and here's a cassette. You know, you remember cassettes? Yeah, uh, cassette. <laughs> and uh, uh, here's some songs I like to give them to you guys. You know, and uh, and that's how I uh, when I joined Bobby's band, I started like okay, I can start writing stuff in Spanish. I know a little bit of Spanish, and and of course the songs earlier they really were terrible, and the <laughs> Spanish got better. And uh, I started working with a bunch of artists that were uh up for grammys and or things like that you know or or i recorded on some projects congas that's why i keep doing this i recorded congas <laughs> projects that were latin grammy nominated american grammy nominated so technically it's just a term you know because i didn't i wasn't a member of the grammys uh the association because mm-hmm. you had to have money and man i was broke man yeah uh, when i first started doing my own thing I was so broke. I was scrounging for change and vacuum cleaners, uh, car washes. You know what I mean? That yeah, kind of thing. And, and now, and uh, I look back just a couple of days ago. I was reflecting on it, and I was like, "Man, I came a long way." And, you know, now I'm doing 200 something shows a year. You know, Jeez. making good money, and mm-hmm. you know, being able to pay the bills and stuff. When I used to sleep in my truck and and yeah, scrounge for change and just forget a dollar burger. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> so technically. Uh, it's it's not really Latin uh, Grammy nominated. I just worked on all these projects. Gotcha. But it looks good on paper, right? It looks good in it writing. It sure does. So that, that's what I put on the thing. <laughs> so that's a little a little inside information for you guys right there. Nice, nice. Well, one thing I wanted to get to tonight, which we forgot, was tonight I'm drinking uh, a mixed drink with Malibu. Oh, at a Malibu. Oh, yeah. And it's it's uh, this cocktail my sister made. I got from the online. It's uh, cranberry juice, pineapple juice, and orange juice. And my is it, is it sweet? Serving it up. Is it sweet? Yes. Yeah, really? See, that's that's my thing. I don't I don't really drink, but I'll drink the 
a, sh- a couple shots here and there, right? Uh, yeah. But it has to be sweet. Or, I mean, I'll just straight, straight jack, too. I'll do that. But, yeah. you know, so that's what I was wondering about that. My but, uh, I got whiskey sponsor. I have a whiskey sponsor, and I don't drink. <laughs> What's the name? It's don't 1020, tell, code, code 1028. Don't, don't oh, tell gosh. Blue. Don't tell Blue. That's the worst thing you could have done. I gotta yeah. set you guys up with a, with a couple <laughs> bottles. No, that yeah. would be great. We, they got they got a, a a vodka, a bourbon, and a whiskey. Ooh, so right. he gave me a few yeah. bottles, and and uh, I'm like, well, I'll taste them. I'll try them. You know. Do you know which I one got, I would choose? What's that? I said, do you know which one I would choose? Vodka. No, either one. As long as it's free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's crazy, man. Um. I, I like the Mexican candy shot. I love the way the chamoy and, and, and all that, the way that shot tastes. It's it's a little bit spicier depending on where you go. Uh, but to me, that that one is one of my favorite ones. It's uh, earlier before the show, I took a shot of some <laughs> apple crown. Uh, I mean, apple jack, uh, Tennessee apple. There you go. I don't want to make that. Yeah, I, can't, I can't do spicy, man. It messes my throat up. Oh, yeah, That's, man. I can yeah, imagine. Somebody, uh, in, in, at White Horse Lounge in Del Rio, somebody gave me a fireball. Yeah, uh, fireball shot, and man, I was like, "Oh, I couldn't sing, man! I couldn't sing." <laughs> it was probably stony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was rough. <laughs> I can imagine, man. So, I was like, somewhere in in Austin one time, and uh, this guy gave me a shot, and it was so smooth, man. I don't know what it was though. Uh, hmm. The bottle, it was a square bottle, and I, maybe it was black label. I don't know. It was oh, something. Nice. It was really smooth. I don't know what it was, nice. but I don't know much about. About all that stuff. About I'm just so green to uh, to to anything, man. Because I I've never I didn't grow up, you know, partying, drinking all that stuff, man. So mm. what, so when you it? perform, you just drink straight water during the pro, the the performance, or is yeah, that, or a Coke. <laughs> and then, I, I hear and then, I hear you're like warmer liquid is better for the for the throat when you're singing, nah, man, not I, to drink. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me, man. I'll eat ice during the gig. I don't care, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, Let's people buy me want to buy me beer, right? Well, hey man, what are you drinking? And I don't know if I should say this, but to to make the I'm there to sell beer. I'm there to sell beer, right? And and keep people drinking, get them dancing, and so they get thirsty and buy more beer. And so mm-hmm. I take this, I take the sell. I give me Bud Light, you know, and I'll do this, you know, the whole thumb on top. Thanks, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, try just to make the sale, you know, feel bad. But every once in a while, I'll ask for a shot, you know, give me a, a jack or a Next time, honey, honey jack. If you, if you want something sweet that tastes good, ask for a blue Hawaiian or a blue, blue Hawaiian. Hawaiian. Yeah, those are good, man. They're sweet. It, it's big right. blue in a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yeah. I'm not shaking like a hula dancer. <laughs> that's how he said it's it's shake not stirred <laughs> shake oh, not stirred you're the ones but that but not like, <laughs> see i'm gonna i go i'm getting on some uh some meds right now too so yeah they're telling me drink water drink water you know because i'm like borderline diabetes man and yeah, uh no. they're like you got to do this and do that and they they gave me this one like shot it's like to help you lose weight and all kinds of stuff and man I'm done. I'm in the bathroom over there taking one of those uh, dumb and dumber craps, man. <laughs> <laughs> sitting there like, God damn, man. <laughs> oh man, so I gotta uh, hydrate those days. Yeah, and, and you definitely gotta, gotta drink water because, uh, especially beer. Beer turns into sugar, and then sugar. Oh, does it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah it, uh, that's why the sweet drinks will end up screwing you up. 
There's like like we we've talked about it before. There's a there's an episode out there, and I, I challenge everybody to find it where Blue drank a little too much. And, <laughs> <laughs> he booked and it. There's a moment where yeah, he booked it. He just disappears. It looks like he went. He, got, he, he disappeared for a second, and 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 he doesn't come back. Day. But I got a duck day by aliens that day. Yeah, much. Hey, um, but I was gonna, I was gonna ask you, how long were you here in Del Rio before you moved out, moved away? Oh, I didn't live in Del Rio. Oh, you never did. Went out there to perform a few times before. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, trying to get back there. Did you? Did you ever experience the Jasper hamburgers here? No, no. Oh shit! I was gonna say, am I the only one who experienced those? I don't know, Danny. Uh, no? Those are my favorite. Those are my favorite. Oh, finally, someone. <laughs> it's a Mandela effect, bro. It wasn't real. And so, wasn't... <laughs> um, so now, like now it's a Hertz car rental or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, wow. during those, uh, getting back to those forty days that you you didn't do anything. Did you write a lot of music um, during that forty day shutdown, or did you just kind of take a break? Also, I I think I wrote. I thought I thought that oh man, all this free time, I'm gonna man, I'm gonna be writing like crazy. I wrote two songs, but and the rest of the time, I didn't know what to do with myself. So I made a bunch of stupid videos. I made videos <laughs> where, you know, like where uh, a scene in Pure Country where George Strait is getting pissed off at Buddy Jackson. I don't know mm -hmm. if you guys seen Pure Country. Well, he was getting pissed off at Buddy Vargas, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I made just dumb <laughs> videos like that. I made one for La Bamba. I made two for La Bamba. Uh, Made one for eight seconds, and I just made a bunch of random videos around the house just to make people laugh, man, and just to, to get the creative juices going, I guess. So that's all on my YouTube. A lot of it's on my YouTube and my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have uh, pinned your YouTube channel on the description. So everybody who's yeah. watching, you know, at, uh, after the show, please go follow Buddy Vargas. It's, uh, it's pinned in the description. Appreciate um, it. And likewise, go follow these wild turkeys, the crazy drunk turkeys. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> where did they come from, by the way? I got to ask. So, where did they come from? so we're heavier guys, and we're very big fans of the uh, Thanksgiving holiday. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so turkey is a big influence on us. And basically, uh, long story short, is uh, I was watching Rocky, I think it was like Rocky Four, and it was in the, the, the one where they talked to him about being punch drunk. And so it was during the Thanksgiving holiday and I came up with Punch Turkey. And I was like, man, we got to come up with a show. We got to come up with something with Punch Turkey. It sounds funny. People, I think it'll attract people. And I went on the YouTube and I found a show called Slapped Ham. And I was like, man, that's, that's too close. And so I thought to myself, well, instead of Punch Turkey, you know, the other word in Punch Drunk is drunk. So let's just come up with the drunk turkey. We all like to, we all like to consume alcohol and um, you know, we all like to eat turkey, so <laughs> it works out pretty well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that was basically uh, it. If, you, if you look at our little logo, call me drunk pussy because I like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, nothing wrong with that, man. <laughs> oh man, sorry. Uh, but it's funny because my my daughter was she'll use my phone. Like right? we went to go eat yesterday, and uh, after I got home from gig, I had an early gig, and. Uh, so I was like, let's go eat, right? So eat dinner. And she was borrowing my phone. Dad, can I use your phone so I can watch YouTube or whatever? And she's looking at YouTube. She goes, Dad, why are you looking for a drunk turkey? Because it was in, <laughs> in the, the search uh, previous history or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it's hard to explain, though. <laughs> but tune in. Tune in and like, subscribe. <laughs> so make sure everybody watching, all of you guys hit that subscribe button and the like button. Uh, 
but yeah, now that, that that we created that probably like last Thanksgiving or maybe a Thanksgiving ago, but we we hadn't we hadn't decided to come up with anything until here recently. We we thought you <laughs> we thought hey, it happens, man, and people fall down when I'm talking sometimes. And <laughs> um, you know, we hadn't come up with anything till a couple of months ago. We're like, you know what? Let's just let's just start doing it. Let's just start putting our putting ourselves out there. You know, we uh, we've had a lot of conversations amongst ourselves that after the conversation, we're like, man, that should be on a podcast. And so, nope. you know, that's basically how it started. Um, and it's a fun it's show, kinda, man. It's fun. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, I'm, I, I'm driving all the way down the road just listening. <laughs> oh, we appreciate so. that. It, you know, comedy and, and, and not being not taking ourselves too seriously is something that we've been doing since yeah. since we've known each other. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you know, it's great you know, a great school. Yeah, there's a lot of teachers wow. that will tell you we never took anything serious then too, and so, <laughs> but you know, it's a, it's what like, we, we knew each other since we're like twelve, so it's like freaking wow. the twenty years in the make more than twenty couple years, five years, yeah, twenty five yeah, years, just a couple of years, yeah. But, but like, um, you guys, you guys are young though, man. I'm I'm fifty three, man. We're not, so, we're not that young. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, I'm sure you guys are way. We're 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 seasoned. We're, <laughs> we're 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 so in our good. podcast prime. If, if I was in the go. NFL, yeah. I would be I'd be retired by now. But uh, <laughs> okay, <I'm laughs> since I'm in podcasting, I'm in my prime. Right. <laughs> we're, we're, we're still rookies. We're still rookies. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. And so, um, <clears throat> so when you what what brings you to like uh, what gives you inspiration when you write a song? Is there something that happens? Is there a line, or do you come up with the music, or do you come up with the words first? Like, how does that um, work for you when you write a song? It, man, it's all kinds of ways. Sometimes I'll, I'll have the guitar and like, um, I got one all the time with me, right? But I got the guitar and I'll be playing a, right, a little pattern or something. And it gives me the, oh, this, this, this line will come to my head or whatever. But then also I have just uh, on my phone, I have a long list in the notes of just, song titles or phrases somebody i heard on you know somebody say something and uh i just i try to sit and mold a song around that uh or sometimes it's just real life and uh, a lot of times you just pull them right out of the air you know so and and usually the ones that uh that uh, are pulled out of the air are kind of like not good you know I, in my opinion <laughs> you know they uh you got there's a there's a way to write songs you know right. i don't know it but there's a way to write songs <laughs> there's guys that can that uh, i got a friend man his name is david lee and he he written songs for tim and faith george Strait, cody johnson randy rogers mark wills trace adkins you name it man he's got jewel he's written lots of songs for a lot of people and uh he knows how to write a song and he'll 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 say like if i give him a title He'll say, before we even start writing the song, I already know what the song is about. He'll know which direction to take it. Uh, you know, because you, you want to use, you to a certain extent, you want to use words, a different way to say love without saying love. You know, you want to use metaphors. And the, so there's ways to write songs and I don't know it yet. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm still working on my craft, man, because they say uh, your first hundred songs don't count. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> really? it takes a lot of work to do. So. <laughs> The ones that, that I pull out of the air and I kind of just to, just to to write to write a song and to get a song going, it's more of a. And that's uh, your, uh, 
Unless you're Little Nas X. Exercise. What's that? Unless you're Little Nas X, the first three count, the rest just suck. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a, lot of that, a lot of that stuff, see, I, I can't get into that stuff. A lot of that stuff, I just don't understand it, man. You know, I'm old school, old school rap, you know, run DMC and, you know, all that stuff. But Yeah, right. no, we're probably in the same boat. Um, what is one of the songs or some of the songs that you're most proud of that you have written? And do you do you try to sell most of the songs that you write or do you keep any of them for yourself? When I was writing stuff for Tejanos, a lot of Tejanos stuff, I would uh, try and sell songs to them or um, uh, like sell them outright and say, just just say you wrote it. There's a lot of songs out there that I wrote that I sold to somebody. Then they all of a sudden, hey, well, written by, you know, so-and-so. You know what I mean? But it was really written by me. So there's a lot of songs out there like that. Um, but then also, um, uh, I would, I would, they would pay me to use my song, right? Right. Uh, and and I, I still kept all the royalties and everything. But when I sell a song outright, I'm like, you take the royalties, you take all that stuff, you publish it yourself. And uh, what was the question again? I'm sorry. Which one? Which is like the ones you're most proud oh. of, or and are there any that you've kept that maybe oh, somebody's yeah. wanted to buy or anything like that from you? That they're well, yours. In the, the Tejano side, I I usually just let somebody else do them and record them. I don't record myself, you know. I actually wanted to do Tejano back in, uh, I want to say, 09. And so mm -hmm. I I recorded a single, and I wrote and recorded a single and with my friend Eddie Perez, a badass producer. Now, that guy, that guy is Grammy-nominated this, Grammy-nominated that, Latin Grammy-nominated this, Latin Grammy-nominated that. That guy's mm -hmm. a beast, man. So anyhow, mm -hmm. he, he would he's helped me produce a lot of stuff, you know, and, and write some stuff too. Um, and uh, <laughs> I got sidetracked again, man. You said, what was the question again? Yeah, so is there anyone that you're like, which, which one is you most proud of that you- That's because I don't drink, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hope you remember. It's never helped me remember anything. <laughs> right. Maybe you forget. I, I, stopped, I stopped drinking because whenever I drink, somebody else gets naked. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, I don't know, man. In the, on the country side of things, uh, I've tried to give songs to a lot of artists, man. To Kevin Fowler, to Cody Johnson, uh, like I said, to Diamond Rio, to Neil McCoy, to a bunch of bunch of country artists. And it's hard, man. But uh, uh, for myself, that I've kept myself, uh, a song, I got a song called Texas Girl. It's about, oh. it's about college, college, uh, you know, seeing a chick that had a college shirt or said Reckham Tech on it. And, and so it gave me an idea to write that song about uh, the Aggies and the Horns and the and the Texas Tech, the big three of the Texas colleges, you know. I just and, listened uh, to, to it right now. That was good. Oh, cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. And so that one, that was one of the ones uh, uh, I'm proud of, I guess. I wrote that one with a friend of mine named Mike Wareheim out of Oklahoma. He's a Nashville writer, but he lives in Oklahoma. And... Uh, so um maybe another song is that it kind of gets people angry this next song uh, uh, but then it kind of helps people too it's a suicide song uh, it's about suicide anyway um or suicide prevention uh, it's a song called forgive me my uh my cousin janie in kansas her her little boy and i say little boy but i think he was 27 at the time when he decided to end his life you know Mm -hmm. And uh, the family was really upset about it. Uh, you know, some were mad, some were 
understanding. Some were just torn apart, as you can imagine. And uh, I got to thinking about the other side of suicide and suicide awareness. Um, when my cousin Janie, his mom, sent me a message saying, I hear these, I hear my son at night. I hear him saying this to me. I'm sorry, mama, and this and that and this and that. And I was like, uh, man, I can make a song out of this. So I took a couple of the lines that she had in there and uh, I created a song. And like I said, it's called Forgive Me. And uh, I credit her with it too, because like I said, if it hadn't been for her reaching out to me saying, hey, can you write this? You know, can you think you can do something with this? You know, Bobby, her son uh, has been talking to me. So that song called Forgive Me, uh, I got a video out um, that some friends of mine called uh, The Cloudy Logic. They, they make music videos and stuff and they put a big production into it with actors and all kinds of stuff. And and uh, man, I thought that, that song and that video would just take something to the stratosphere, man. You know what I mean? But it didn't really do nothing. This was in 2018 mm -hmm. and it didn't do nothing for us, um, but get some people angry. There's been comments on Facebook and comments on uh, uh, YouTube were like, Hey, this is a trigger for us. We don't like it. Uh, mm -hmm. We don't want to, we don't want to see these, this kind of imagery, you know, sure. whatever's in the video, they don't want to see that stuff. So, but that's one of the songs I'm proud of too. I think, yeah, I think it's crazy because for, so for somebody, it's going to be a trigger, but for somebody else, it's going to be their solution. So there's always yeah. going to be somebody on the opposite side. Yeah, I've had, I've had big, I've had military guys come up to me and thank, thank me for that song after performing it uh, with tears in their eyes. One guy in particular, uh, he never told me his name, but he had a big old beard and big burly biker guy, man. And he was former military. And he says, man, he was crying. And he says, man, thank you for that song. I'm a, I'm a survivor. I, I tried to commit suicide. And he picked up his beard and he had a big old notch in his jaw where he tried to kill himself, you know? Oh, wow. And uh, so when stuff like that happens, it makes me think, okay, that's cool that, you know, people can relate to the song. But then there's sometimes that I get down, man, because I'm like, people are bitching me out, basically, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a powerful song. I, I was listening to it yesterday and today. It's one of my one of my favorite songs that you have written. Um, it's very powerful. I, uh, I I was like, man, this is a really good song. I, I, I was surprised it, it hadn't gotten bigger than what it is. And maybe perhaps, you know, people listening to this show. Uh, I think it's the subject matter. Yeah. It's the subject matter, you know. Yeah. And I mean, and I think, you know, probably in 2018, you know, uh, a lot of folks, you know, coming back from war from 20, you know, 2004 to 2011 or 2001 to 2011, yeah. Iraqi freedom and stuff like that. It might be something that was a little bit too close. But now that, you know, we're a few years away from that, uh, you know, a decade or so away from that war and perhaps now something it, it may not be such a trigger for so many. But I yeah, know it, it's a very powerful song. It was one that I really, really enjoyed listening to. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank yes, you. I, I, I saw the I saw the video and I like the video because it didn't really I don't, I don't see where, where they would get um, triggered by it because I saw it like to the point where you were seeing it, what he left behind the, 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 yeah, yeah. the pain, you know what I mean? The, yeah, that's right. The, yeah, there, was the, no, family there, was members. No, there was no imagery of somebody splayed out on the ground or anything yeah, like exactly. that. It was just from the mother's and the, the mother and the daughter's side Yeah, because my cousin Janie, it was her and her daughter and, and Bobby. And mm -hmm. then now he's, he's gone, you know? And yeah. so, when they when they uh, they approached me about making the video, 
the Cloudy Logic, my friends, Ken and Brenda, they uh, they said, this is what we want to do. We want to make it a mother and a daughter scene. And this is how it's going to go, you know. And so yeah. they kind of try to make it relatable. They even use McDonald's <laughs> yeah. in the video. <laughs> I was like, What's no, it? white people. <laughs> was he suff- was he suffering from PTSD, depression, or no? Kind of- I don't I don't know the story. I, okay. I um I haven't asked, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, just out of respect, but um, uh, I don't know, man. I I, I want to say girl troubles, probably. Uh, I don't know. Right. What's it called? There there's a there's a documentary out. Um, it's been out for a while. It's called Bully. I don't know if you ever heard of that one. Oh yeah. It's a really good documentary I about. Saw that one. It, yeah, yeah, it's it's heart wrenching, man. It, I recommend yeah. it to to watch for people to understand, because back in the back in the day, uh, growing up, I was I was pretty much a bully. I still am right now, but not not as bad as it was before. <laughs> I but used like, to get bullied. <laughs> yeah, like you know, like I was a like a little bully back in the day. Now that I I, I grew up and matured, when I now I see with like the the harm or you know the the pain that I caused. <laughs> like Billy so, Madison, <laughs> pretty much, and and then I saw that movie, and man, it, it, it opened me, it opened my eyes to see, you know, the, the stuff that other changes. Are, yeah, everybody are suffering. changes. Though, you know what I mean, um, yeah. I used to get bullied when I was, uh, I want to say, like the beginning of junior high in like in fifth grade, you know, fourth, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. I think I used to get bullied by the same dude, yeah. same guy. His name is Bobby Ponce. I'll never forget that guy, man. I'm gonna look him up right now. South, South Texas, but I heard he's dead. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! Man. Yeah. Wow, that was. I don't wish that. that I didn't wish that on him. I promise. <laughs> that took a left that, turn real fast. Yeah. Things, things escalated quickly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I heard he, I heard he passed, man. I, like, uh, oh shit, man. Years and years ago, I think it was he was in, a, in an accident or something, man. And, yeah. and uh, that sucks. But yeah, it does. Man. But because people change, you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, I have a mouth on me, you know what I mean? I'm sure I was uh, causing, causing a lot of it, you know? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but people change, you know? And so, like, the fact that you, you, you see what you, the way you were after watching that, yeah. I know you changed, right? So that's that's a good thing, too, man. So Yeah. Well, fucking Hyman put a girl in the hospital. He should have changed. That is not true. That is not true. You said it. Yeah. That is true. It that is, is true. Not on. So, oh, I didn't, you're making it seem like I beat the woman, man. Come on. <laughs> so, so some backstory. It was um, a prank. It was, it was supposed to be a prank on one of my buddies. So Hyman and Jonathan decided to move the um, the floodgate that goes over the sidewalk, so that it was barely hanging off, oh. in, in hopes that me and and Hugo, who were walking behind them, would fall through it. Yeah. Me and Hugo walk through it like nothing, and then these two girls behind us, boom, like right behind us, and we're like, that was bad. oh shit, we had no idea what was going on, right? Me and me and Hugo oh, turned around, and this girl's leg was sideways, and oh. and we turned up, and there goes Jaime and John running around the corner, and we're like, where are they going? And like, we had no idea that they did. That they she did it, man. I too. I was there that time. I saw that. She <laughs> it, I'm not. Oh, that's a moment that I'm not a proud of. Unless it <laughs> happened to one of y'all guys. Man. <laughs> unless, it, unless it was us. Well, that's what it was intended for, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was a prank gone wrong. <laughs> prank gone wrong. <laughs> that's when he you realized. see all that stuff on YouTube nowadays anyways, right? Yeah. yeah exactly. Pranks gone wrong and <laughs> uh, bait bikes and all that stuff. That stuff's funny. Oh, uh, man. It's funny. <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't, we 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 were pretty, you know, it was a horrific scene for myself because I wasn't expecting it. But <laughs> how old were you guys then? Oh man, we were in high school, we we're like 17. So okay. we we're like we we're like <laughs> we're too old to be paying the shit. Yeah, we were I think I think I think Hyman was like 20 at the time. I was like a four-time uh, senior and shit. Oh <laughs> super shit. senior. So you would have got some jail time, right? <laughs> you weren't careful. Well, at least I looked like it. <laughs> I booked it. He booked it and like I don't even think he saw what had happened until like the next day the the lady was walking around in crutches and a, and a big old brace on her knee and oh man. Was, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Was it was it one of those things that goes over the sidewalk or what? I don't understand. Like yeah. so yeah, it was you had the sidewalk and then it had like those metal metal parts oh, yeah. that are that you walk over. Yeah, yeah. Crates, it, you know, it's something you can the, see through. But water, yeah, but underneath of it the, there's a hole for the water to go through. It's only about a foot or so wide long or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah one time well, I was riding my bike, my bike through a bicycle through a back before when those days when I was getting bullied. I was yeah. running riding my bike through a, through some apartment complex and one of those was missing and it was at oh, night. No. And I was like, bam, I hit that thing, man. <laughs> Big old dust cloud, man. Hit my nuts and everything. Man. <laughs> oh man. Oh, dude, somebody I, was somebody did that. Dude, I, I had a recent bike. I know was like, I know was hiding in the bushes. He was hiding in the bushes. <laughs> yeah. Throwing sticks and shit. <laughs> yeah, I recently had a bike accident uh, not too long ago, probably about two years ago on a bicycle where I was looking for a um, a creek to my right through between houses. So in my subdivision, there's a creek where I would go fishing. And I found a spot from one side of the creek where I could, like an opening where I could stand in it. I thought it would be awesome to go fish on that side. So I went to go look for it. Well, my dumb ass was looking this way and looking where I was going. And there was a parked car. And when I looked up, it was too oh, no. late. I freaking hit the brakes. But by the time I knew it, I'd scorpioned on the hood where <laughs> my face was right here and my feet were like right here. <laughs> it was so embarrassing because the the people who owned the vehicle were outside putting in uh, groceries from their other vehicle watching me. Oh, no. And then across the street, there was a uh, realtor um, showing off a house. <laughs> and they, were, they just so happened to be looking at the freaking yard at the time Sold. when I did this. Yeah, no shit. They're like, man, we definitely want to move here. You got people. Yeah. <laughs> you get commission on that, man. You got jackass people living here. Oh, man. I, I didn't know what to <laughs> do, man. I called, my, yeah, I called my <laughs> wife. I was like, I, I just got, I just hit a car. And like, I didn't explain it right. So she thought I got ran over. <laughs> she was like, she was panicking. And I was like, she goes, okay. I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Just, just bring the insurance or something. I don't know what to do at this oh, point. Man. And fortunately, the only thing that was damaged was my pride and the license plate. And so, um, there was, <laughs> but man, that guy never washed his car. So you would see him, you, he, it was dusty and you saw my body print <laughs> on the fucking hood for like a month. Yeah. And it's like a decal. <laughs> used it for pride, man. It was bullshit. I was like, damn, dude, watch your car, man. <laughs> see me. And it was, it was horrible. Now you but, go the uh, long way around. You don't go there anymore. No, I, I, <laughs> I, I, embarrassment. I, I yeah, I don't. I didn't for a long time. I got and I used to run my dogs through there and shit. And so I, st I, I had to change my lifestyle because <laughs> it was embarrassing. It, it really was. But um, and and I make fun of everybody. And I tell everybody, you know, be careful and don't don't get into any accidents. And then I'm the one that hits a parked car. <laughs> it's just it is embarrassing. Um, and so like I, you know, before the air, we were talking about the first time I had met you at at uh, beer goggles out there, and I was listening to your music. And you went from like playing like it sounded like one person playing to like a whole band. Can you kind of explain how you do that with the voice? And then also you have like a drum 
thing going on? How, how does that all work together? And how yeah. long have you been doing that? Uh, for the well, let me see. I started just doing like what everybody does, just acoustic, straight up guitar and a vocal mic, and that's it, right? Yeah. And then uh, I was like, man, I need. It's boring to me. It's boring, right? Some people like that, just acoustic, and you know, feels uh, back porchy or whatever. And uh, I was like, man, let me let me get a vocal harmonizer. And a friend of mine named Daniel Adamy, uh, he's a great songwriter out of Cotula or Freer, and uh, he sent me a vocal harmonizer that he didn't use anymore, just out of the blue. He sent me a text, hey man, have you checked your mail? I'm like, oh, he said, go check your mail. And I said, okay. So I went and I was like, wow, it's a harmonizer. So after I, I got that, I was like, man, I'm gonna start using it. I'm gonna try and learn how to use it. So I figured it out and started doing the, you know, being able to have backup vocals when I need them and then turn, turn them on, turn them on, turn them on, turn them off, turn them on, turn off while you're doing the song. And then uh, I was like, man, I'm bored with this. So I was like, <laughs> want to do something else. I'm like, I started getting on the internet and looking at guys that would play drums with their feet. And I was seeing all these kind of uh, contraptions and people making suitcase ones and they sit on suitcase. I'm like, man, it's a bunch of crap, man. You gotta carry all that crap around, you know, and then mm -hmm. you gotta get air, extra microphones to plug up the microphone, mic cables, all kinds of stuff. And then I found these things called a Salgo foot drum and uh, uh, from footdrumplus.com. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I got, I bought a unit which has two pads on it. They're basically, uh, the pads probably about this big, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, there's two pads and one's my kick drum and one's a snare drum. So I, I used those for a while. I started getting used to them because to play drums and to, you know, with your feet and then to play guitar and then move your foot to turn on the and off the vocal harmonies and all kinds of stuff, it took some practice. And uh, I, I started using those pads uh, or triggers and uh, I liked them. I was like, hey, this is cool. Now, now people, I can see the people's reaction where they're like, oh, we, we hear a beat now. And they're so they'll be sitting there doing this, right? And eating their taco or whatever. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so restaurants, you know. And so yeah. um, uh, they were, people started to dance and I was like, man, I need something else. So I grabbed, I asked them for another unit, which is a single unit. So I got three pads that I use all the time, but I have five in total. But that's too much tap dancing. That's wait, it's too much craziness, right? <laughs> so I just go with the three so I could get the boom bap and then you know, the nice. boom boom. And I've been doing that now for about four or five years. And uh I think it makes a difference in it. It kind of it's kind of gimmicky. It's kind of a gimmick, you know. Uh, because like I said, there's a lot of guys that just plug and play, plug up guitar and microphone, and that's it. But uh, I bring a lot, a lot more stuff. And it's real compact too, by the way, because I don't have to carry all this extra crap. And um, stealthy looking too, because nobody can figure it out. They're like, "What? What? Where's that drums coming from?" You know. Mm. And um, so I asked that. I reached out to that company, and and uh, I told them, "Hey, I really like your stuff." And I sent them some videos, and then they sent me all this gear. So now oh, wow. I got endorsed. I got endorsed by them. I also got endorsed by Electro Voice, the speakers and all that stuff. Nice. And uh, of course, the whiskey sponsor. <laughs> Thanks. And uh Cloudy Logic, the guys who made the videos for me, they they endorsed me as well. And but um yeah, the drum stuff, I just think it helps people hear the beat and then they want to, you know, dance. So and I've seen it where they did yeah. dance because there's people who need a beat, trust me. Yeah. There's some people that don't got no rhythm, man. <laughs> it's either beat or more alcohol, and one of the two will make them dance. Yeah, the combination. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
So um, was it something that it took you a while to learn? Like, I'll be honest, after I saw you at the uh, Beer Goggles place, I was like, man, I, I used to dabble in music and whatnot. So I was like, I want one of those pedals. And so I got one. And instead of one person sounding out, sounding out of key, it was like four people sounding out of key. <laughs> but <laughs> you got to go ahead. There's there's a there's got to be a setting on it, uh, either pitch control or mm -hmm. a humanized effect. Yeah. And so if either of those are on, then it's if you're this much off as far as in tune uh, from your guitar, it's going to show. So I just turn all those stuff off and I just have it to where it's a high harmony. That's it. So because really? I had the same issue. I was like, man, why does it sound like a robot or sound like a, I'm using auto tune or something? But yeah. 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 I have one of those. And it was it, to me, I found it to be very I'm well. I'm not very. You can't uh, have it too loud either. You have to have it back behind yeah. your main vocal. You can't have it too loud. Oh, for sure, for sure. But when I try to use it, my problem was I was having like I was like doing the feet thing and switching it on and off, and then sometimes I'd have it on when I didn't want it on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was the same. I was the same way, man. It took me a yeah. while. I almost quit using that stuff because of that. But mm -hmm. then I just kept at it, and I was like, man. And now it's like I don't even think about it, you know. But at first it was hard. I would I would look down at my feet all the time, or or you know I would, like you said, I would leave the harmonizer on. And I'm trying to say, hey, don't forget the rock. You know, everybody behind the bar buy a beer. And I, but it'd be like three people or two, three people <laughs> at the same time because I left the damn pedal on. You know, and now, yeah. now it's none of that stuff. So. You you've never had a situation you're in a show where you accidentally changed the the setting on there to one you didn't want because I know no, with mine. I have like an MG uh, Michael Jackson setting where it sounds like a freaking Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> no man, uh, but I it's something happened to it one day uh, where it just it went berserk. So I'm singing and it's all out of out of key, out of tune. Like I'm playing and the thing, the unit reads the guitar, right? The guitar chords. They like if the guitar changes. I'm singing the same note, but the 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 backup vocal will change with the guitar, so the blah ah, or whatever when I'm changing with the guitar, and so uh, one day it I don't know what happened, man. It just I was singing like and it sounded like I was in Metallica or something. I was like, what the hell, man? My, my vocals sound like James Hetfield. <laughs> it was crazy, and that, so I just turned it off and turned it back on and reset. But it's never happened again since. So I don't know what what that was. Oh man, that's crazy, man. Um, man, that's insane. Yeah, I, I've enjoyed listening, you know, trying to play that. Um, I have one of my good friends. I, I've told him many a times to get one because he's been in a band and and he sings very well and he can't get anybody to back up sing with him. And I was like, dude, just yeah. try one of these vocalizers. Even though you're in a band, just plug this in and that way you don't have to worry about anybody trying to keep up with your voice. It's, it's yeah. automatically goes to where you're at it. And, um, and he still hasn't listened to me, so he still has <laughs> he still has people that you gotta let him borrow yours first. That's why, and he'll, he might get into it. We, we we were playing with it at the wedding. We uh, we pulled it out. Um, so me and my wife got married in, in, in Colorado this past Christmas, and um, he was out there with us, and we um, brought out a bunch of the uh, guitars and stuff. We we enjoy uh, doing karaoke. Uh, I know you <laughs> go out there and sing a lot, but do you ever go out to karaoke anywhere and just kind of? I be never the king have, of the, really I never I never have man I never done karaoke uh I don't know what it is man I I, I don't know man I mean I'm a show off man I'll go you know hey look at me but yeah. karaoke I just don't man I don't, I don't know what it is man 
I think, you know what? I think I think a lot of it is because the songs that I cover, that I don't do them in the original key. You know what I mean? I, my voice is a little. I can't sing certain. You know, like uh, like friends in low places, for example. Right? I don't know that song because it's that much out of my range, and I, I I I'm too lazy to figure it out <laughs> on the key change. So with yeah. the karaoke, you gotta go with whatever that key is. You know what I mean? Right. So that, that's probably why, I think that's probably the biggest reason I don't go to karaoke. I think the main reason you don't like karaoke is because you're not Asian. So that's, that's the <laughs> 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 most random, random <laughs> answer. I'm going to walk away from that joke. If you ever notice, my drink's never empty. <laughs> <laughs> it never is. Well, <laughs> unless the, so Colorado unless the, in, in December, that must have been nice. Oh yeah, man, it was beautiful. The uh, the weather was amazing. The um, you know, so Colorado. Have you ever been out there before? To, yeah, to Colorado I've been, to the mountains. Going to Pikes so, Peak a couple times. Oh, struggled breathing, but I was up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and uh, me and the wife, we go to a place called Pagosa Springs, Colorado. I highly recommend if you get if nobody's ever been out there to go out there. Is that north, uh, yeah, southwest? West? It's going to be in the southwestern port part of the, okay. uh, uh, in the San Juan Mountains. And oh, nice. yeah, the Pagosa Springs, it's uh, part of the Indian um, tribe. They were in there and basically Pagosa Springs means like healing springs. So when you go into their hot springs, like me, I have like a fucked up um, Achilles tendon that ruptured. I have like arthritis in my knees. Yeah. Well, I went, luckily I went into shock, so I didn't feel anything. <laughs> ruptured. Luckily, <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I went into shock because it looked and sounded a lot worse than what it felt like. Did you actually hear a, a pop? Like a oh yeah, it broke. You could see a piece of my heel, like somewhere up uh, about right between where my heel should have been and where my calf starts. It was right in between there. My calf had rolled up. Um, it completely like Gosh. a piece of the heel popped off. It was it was it was. You could hear it. And we had gotten stuck in the snow, and I was pushing the truck. And I could hear the popping oh. over the engine that I was putting, you know, I was pushing it from the front. So I, all I could hear was just the engine going, and then, and, it, and I just went to the ground. Like I said, I, I think I went in a shock because I didn't feel anything. My foot was just hanging there. And um, I was like, well, um, we're kind of stuck up here because we were still stuck in the snow in the mountains. And this was, a, this was a year before the wedding. So this was January of uh, <laughs> last year. And um, yeah, it was... Uh, we were stuck up on a mountain probably for about an hour and a half before somebody rolled by to pull us out. And then we had another hour and a half down the mountain to the hospital. God, and, man. Yeah, it was, it was it sucked, but and, Dude, and one, it was, go ahead. I was just gonna say one time on a sneeze, <laughs> on a sneeze, <laughs> oblique muscle pop, pop. <laughs> I, said, oh, you. I hear that. I'm like, oh <laughs> it hurt, man. I was down for like two weeks. Yeah, I can't sure. imagine Achilles, man. Yeah, I, I still don't walk the same. I walk like blue now. And after he, after he hung out with Indiana Jones the other day. And so uh, what do you call it? <laughs> um, what ended up happening was, um, so I'm scared of needles. I've never had surgery. I've never had any of those things. So going into this was terrifying to me. I almost didn't do the freaking surgery because um, my wife, she has like a, a situation with um, – with flying, right? So she gets medication to ease her anxiety so she can fly. I took one of those so that I could really, so I can take the shot to lower my anxiety because that was the the part where I was like, I don't know. They about work okay together? 
Um, I, I, hope so. I told them, I was like, hey, y'all, man, I, I okay. took something. And they were like, all right, you know, that's fine. It's like, we're going to give you some of that in this shot anyways. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> and I was like, all right. I was like, I just don't want to feel anything. I don't want to be like that fucking movie where I'm awake throughout the time, but I can't say anything. Like, that's <laughs> oh, yeah. the worst movie to watch before surgery. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, you know, went through it, uh, came out of it. Now, I got, like I said, I think I was in shock this entire time because I went in through, through that and they told me, the doctor told me, all right, this was on a Monday. And they said, tomorrow, this thing's going to wear off in about 18 hours. You're going to be in the most pain you've ever been in. Oh, man. And I was like, all right, all right, I'm ready for it. So they gave me a bunch of medications, you know, to to get ready for it. And, and that, you know, I got out and my foot felt really bad, but not hurtful. It just felt weird, like like if somebody was straining it downward. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, all right. The next day I was I woke up ready for it to hurt. Nothing. My foot was cold. My leg was cold. It was still numb from the numbing block. I didn't start to feel anything in my knee or in my leg until like Friday. And so I went like a whole week without any pain in there. And why, so, why the knee? Why the knee? What, what? Well, they put the numb block into your kneecap so oh, that okay. way from everything below the knee goes um, goes mm. numb. And so I went like a full five days without feeling anything. And even my knee was cold to the touch up until Friday. Um, I didn't complain, though, because I didn't want to feel the I, I'll be honest. I still have not looked at what it is that they did to my leg. I started watching some of the surgery on somebody else. And I was like, nope, I don't want to know. I do not want to know what they did. So, um, but yeah, fortunately for me, I didn't have any pain. I, um, like a, like a dumbass. I, uh, I like to work out, like to be active and moving, moving and stuff. And so I started riding a bike and this happened in January, probably in March, I was riding my bicycle going a little bit too fast, fell down and the bike swung and hit me right behind my leg. Right. Yeah. Right about maybe two inches above where the surgery site was. And that was the most painful thing I'd ever gone through. Like I was, yep, my wife's right here and she'll tell you, she'll tell everybody. I was a crybaby that day. I was on the ground. I was like, I, I thought I undid everything that it hurt. Like I got up, I started limping and um, I told my wife, cause she was behind me on, the, on another bicycle. And I was like, you're gonna have to go get the truck. Um, one, my wheel looks like a snake. And two, because I fell off the I fell off the sidewalk, and when I tried to get back on, I didn't realize the sidewalk yeah. was like four inches tall. And so I went boom, and I just flipped, and then bah, it hit me. I, I'm pretty bad on the bike, apparently. And so <laughs> <laughs> um, I, apparently, I had what I think was a, uh, a calf bruise, which was way worse than the freaking Achilles tendon rupture that I had. But now it's it, it's good. I, I can kind of walk. I walk with a limp, but you know, um, it like works. I can jog. I can. I well, can, it's still kind of fresh, so maybe you'll, eventually you'll start walking normal again. Maybe I, I was supposed to do like rehab and shit, but I'm like a big pussy when it comes to things like that. So I'm like, just, just like walk, I don't. I didn't let walk anybody with a touch swagger, it. man. Like like uh, Snoop, just walk with I swagger. It, man. <laughs> That's what I try to do, man. I own it, but yeah, it's one of those things where it's, it, it fucking sucks. But so uh, so you didn't see you hadn't seen no Bigfoot up there in the. In Colorado? Uh, nah, man. I, I saw it's a me. lot of, like, just white once I went down to the ground. <laughs> I thought I was going to heaven. <laughs> but it was just the snow. Uh, um, nah, I haven't seen Bigfoot out there. I, um, 
one time though, we um, this is how lucky we are or unlucky we are. Me and Jaime and um, Jonathan, who, who's one of the elusive guys that doesn't show up on the show yet, um, <laughs> we all went to Lake Tahoe, right? And we took an RV bus out there. We uh, rented a resort, and and the whole great whole nine yards. And on our last day there we realized that we were walking through a lion and bear habitat to get to the beach every day. <laughs> every day, we just like, we didn't notice the sign until the end. It said, uh, warning, you're in a uh, lion, uh, mountain lion and bear habitat. Oh, crap. Yeah. We're like, man, there's nobody ever walking down this trail. It's just there, right? <laughs> like, look, there's, there's a shoe right there. Where'd that come from? <laughs> Still had the human foot in there. Yeah. <laughs> They're like that bear. That uh, that deer crap looks pretty big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shit. It was pretty crazy, but you know, it was one of those trips. Though I don't know if you've ever been out there. Do not go in June. It's still freaking cold. <laughs> I, I went in August and it was hot one year. It was really really hot. So, but nah, I've been out there. we went in June. We went like June like fifteenth, right? And we we had like a little grouping at my house before we went out there, probably about maybe two, three weeks before. And we're all excited about this, you know, planning our trip. And then Jonathan goes, do you think we should like pack sweaters and stuff? I'm like, dude, it's going to be June. Why the fuck should we pack sweaters? <laughs> so I yell out to the to the Google thing. And I ask, hey, what's the uh, the weather like in um, in uh, Lake Tahoe? And it comes back. It's like it's currently 38 degrees. We're like, holy shit. Yeah. It's like a, it was like the end of May and it was already it was still freezing. And we're like, damn, that, that, yeah. that. at night it was cold. But during the day, it was really hot, man. Uh, I went up there for a biking competition. I said, do like a uh, well, I, I stopped about riding about 12 years ago. I used to do BMX, all that X game stuff. Oh, nice. And, uh, <clears throat> I got I got a chance to ride in the Vans Warp Tour. Uh, in the, the Texas leg of I did Dallas, San Antonio, Corpus Christi one year. I think it was 2001 or something like that. And then, uh, but that time I was up in Tahoe, or yeah, Tahoe, right? I, uh, I was at uh, doing observed trials riding, which is where you go over obstacles without like trying to put your foot down or anything like that. It's called mm -hmm. observed trials. And uh, I was up there for a competition for that, man. I remember I fell on my head because they had those oh, big old, they had big old, uh, uh, granite, the granite rocks, huge granite rocks. So there was one, one course where you had to go through these and, you know, up and down and across and over and whatever. And uh, there was a big gap on one of them. And I went to go jump one gap and my chain snapped and broke off. So right away, just went straight over the handlebars and fell around my head, man. Stars, man. Oh. Were you wearing a helmet? Oh, yeah. It was competition. So, yeah. I had oh, okay. But still, yeah. I mean, you could still hurt. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, man, that's crazy. So when you were up there, did you jump in the water? No, I never went in the water. I'm not, man, I'm not a water guy, man. My wife hates that. Cause like, she's like, <laughs> let's go to the beach. I'm like, I'll go to the beach. She wants to go to the beach in the middle of the day when it's like 9,000 degrees. I'm like, I'll be on the beach in the evening, you know, or whatever. Uh, but, uh, so I just, I'm not a water guy, man. We got, we live in the brothels, Slitterbonds right there. You know, we got season passes and I don't hardly ever go, man. You know, I just oh, uh, wow. what it is, man. I mean, I, I bathe. <laughs> but that's, that's enough. That's enough. enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but no, I didn't go to the water, but I would imagine it was probably pretty cold. Oh yeah, man. We and when me and Hyman jumped in, we're the only ones that did because we touched it. It was freaking ice cold, and it was still like sixty degrees when we went. It warmed up, but it was. It, was still it didn't warm up enough. 
Yeah, we jumped <laughs> in just to say that we jumped in, and I don't think I submerged. I only jumped in halfway, and I was like, fuck this. I'm not going the full way. The coldest, was gone. the coldest water I jumped into one time was around 45 degrees, Ooh. but I swam across the the cold. Rio Grande? <laughs> yeah. I swam around, across the Rio Grande once. Only once. <laughs> I don't know how to swim, so I'll probably float. You can walk across it right now. You're tall, dude. You fucking big thing to walk across. It's so dry down there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, man. That's one thing that we were talking about yesterday on, on the show. We were talking about how dried up the the bed, the the lakes are. I was calling Medina Lake, Medina. What was it? What did I say? It was like Medina flower bed or some shit. Now it's yeah. gone, dude. There's grass where we've caught fish. It's yeah, insane. I was just out there. How bad? I was just out there. Played this. I played this place called the Four Way Bar and Grill over in Lake Hills. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. And uh, uh, have some friends who, who own a like an off road um, sales and service uh, like side side by sides and things like that. And uh, I played at one of their house parties there, and their backyard is the lake. And man, it's all rock now. It's crazy, man. Yeah, oh, yeah it's pretty. We're in a real bad drought. Well, it's been raining all day here, so it's oh, raining. Wow. Huh? Yeah, it didn't rain. It's cloudy here. <laughs> it rained last night. It rained last night because that's not like around two or three in the morning. It was raining here in San Francisco. Uh, rain here too yesterday as well. Yeah, it, it didn't rain where I was at. I told I told Brittany, I was like, man, fucking Biden's just teasing us with the rain. <laughs> he's, he's making the fucking clouds appear just so he, we can see them in the distance, but they ain't gonna, it's not going to drop. He it's don't remember. Gonna, that's why he don't remember. He, like, he, don't, he, he doesn't remember to turn on the turn it on. He forgets the switch. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, nah, man, it is. Uh, the lake stuff is crazy. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the, the dryness. We, it's been it's been it's been a hot year too. Does that does that affect your business? How hot it is as far as going out there to shows, or is that? Does yeah, it unfortunately, it does, man. Because uh, I do a lot of outdoor stuff, and yeah. I do I do seasonal. Like I, in the beginning, I used to book whatever I booked, and then I learned to to like fuck. I'm gonna book something indoors in the winter, you know, something outdoors in you know summer or whatever, just so I can avoid the weather. Right. Um, but lately here, man, this whole summer has been scorcher, man. And uh, I got a couple of like power power fans that I carry with me, the, the blowers or whatever. And uh, it still doesn't really help. It just pushes the hot air, you know, but it has affected the people don't want to come out. Like when I play in green, it's usually a 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. show. That's right in the middle of the heat, you know. And yeah. even though that the place has uh, fans with water misters and you know, it's covered and everything. It's still very hot. So a lot of people, doesn't, they don't come out, you know. So that's affected my tips. You know what I mean, I, mean, I still get paid, but it's affected the tip tip jar, you know. Yeah, what about no, what sure. about the pandemic? In the, during the pandemic? Well, yeah. that we were talking about earlier. I was off yeah. for about 40 days oh. or so. But, uh, oh, okay. but yeah, the, uh, I got back to work at the, I want to say at the end of May. So it, mm. I wasn't off that long compared to a lot of people who were. You know, yeah. So I, I got very lucky, man. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So, so, so I saw um, your, your podcast. I? I saw that your description. You guys talk about aliens and Skinwalker and all that stuff. And I was telling you, Daniel, that I'm, I'm a big yeah. geek on that stuff too, man. My wife, she's <laughs> like, "Oh, you're crazy. You're crazy, or whatever." I'm like, "You think so? How are we the only people in this damn universe, or whatever?" You know, like, there's, there's so, too many. There's just so much out there we don't know about. Yeah. 
Yeah, we cover we cover aliens, both extraterrestrial and the illegal ones. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. know some illegals. Very <laughs> yeah. so, here. We talk about everything pretty much here. So, yeah, so like, you being, I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So you being on the road and going to a lot of these older places, like I know that the bar in Green is one of the oldest bars that are out there. Have you ever experienced anything of the paranormal while you're closing up shop in a bar while there's nobody there or anything like that? Glasses there, falling. There was this place in Seguin I was playing. Uh, it was an old hotel. I can't, I can't remember the name of it, man, but it's still there. But they have a bar downstairs and the second floor is like a, um, like a ballroom, right? So... Mm -hmm. So from the, where I was sitting in the in in downstairs in the bar, in the corner of the room I was sitting at, I'm playing, and I, there's a big hole in the like you, an overlook, like you can look down into the to the bar area, which was at that time when it was open, the hotel was open. That was the, would have been the reception area. So from up there in the ballroom, you could look down. And so I'm playing, and I'm this is crazy. I'm playing and I'm singing along and I'm looking up. And just looking around and i don't know if it's psychological or what but all of a sudden i see this window open right it's open mm. and then it closes itself again i'm like what was that and i'm playing and i finish the song and i, I tell the bartender say hey man you know blah 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 and he goes oh yeah this place is, you know people have been seeing shit here at this place i'm like oh wow so that's the only thing I, i've seen but uh there's been a couple places i play where where they they say oh this place is haunted or uh, there's another a place in in Beeville is called uh, K and E Seafood or something like that, and they have actual footage from their surveillance where, uh, like, you see a glass fly off the bar shelf. You know what I mean? Oh, While oh, chicks over here, the bartender's over here doing her thing, and then she turns around like, "What was that?" You know? And they have it on surveillance. <laughs> and so when I went wow. to go play there, I'm I'm looking hard now. I'm like, oh, "What's going on?" I'm, I'm always <laughs> looking for stuff. And since I'm driving at night most of the time, I'm always looking up, you know, at the sky to see if yeah. I see anything weird. And I never see nothing, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's no. I don't think there's any top secret bases anywhere near here that that, that we would see anything here. But um, I'm always doing the same thing when we've gone to Colorado or we've gone to the beach or we've gone someplace that's like a little bit less of the light pollution, so to speak. And I always look up in the sky, try to see if I figure anything out, see if I see anything, but. Uh, I think I've seen a couple of lights that may or may not be explainable, but nothing too crazy. Um, Jaime has gotten footage of a of a shadow person at his house before, and oh. yeah, we yeah we brought that up. In fact, I don't know if you can resend that. I'll, I'll show it off again. Um, where you want, you want to send it? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and send it to me. Now we can go. We can show him um, where he's caught a um, a shadow person in his house. And you can clearly see it where um, he put a trail cam. And there's one image where wow. the first one that was taken, you can see some kind of like pink, um, something pink in the bottom corner. Like the and house you're in now? Uh, no, no, it was a, it was a house oh. that we moved away from. <clears throat> oh, and, okay. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, and the first one, it, um, the first image you can just see, because he told me, long story short, that the trail cam has to detect some type of movement for it to go off. And the first one, there's this pink object or something in the far bottom corner that's not in the second image. And in the second image, there's definitely a um, an apparition there. And it's just one of those types of situations where, uh, let me see, where it's one of those things where it's like, man, that's crazy. And we've, we've gone through it. 
we've gone through it and looked for it. Uh, just um, try to figure it out, kind of thing. Yeah, watch. Let's see. And I, I've actually been kind of. I work at a clinic, and I see, I hear a lot of shit sometimes, man. At night, like where it's not supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, something always falls, something always moves, and it's like, and people that that like sometimes pick up shifts overnight with me, they're like. Did you hear that? I said, yeah, go check and see what it is. It's never out of place. It always sounds like something falls. So, so right here in this bottom corner, this pink object here is basically what, what comes out. And you can see that it goes, this right here, and we've kind of broken this down a couple of times. We we think this is like a child's um, like scooter type of thing. And it you looks can like see a little this, cart. Little yeah, you can see it stands around, stands on. Yeah, exactly. There's a, little, there's a little loop right here, and you can see this pink object go through that loop. It's, um, it's, it goes, you can clearly see it go through. And so it took this picture, and then this is the picture it took afterwards. Nothing in the pink missing, but over here, you can see where the, uh, there's a shadow guy here, so mm -hmm. dark that he's covering up this oh, wow. clock that yeah. was there now oh, wow. the crazy thing is you can see so you can kind of see right here through where what looks like a shoulder um you can see it's translucent you can see the edge of the wall going through here you can see the edge of the wall there you can see a reflection of where the light source is coming from on the chair and there's nothing standing between the chair and the uh and the uh, and the window or whatever this light source is and so mm -hmm. This object here has to be pretty close to the wall then, and especially for it to be that dark, and I don't see how or where wow. there could be somebody there. So, and like I said, right here is where this pink stuff is completely. Wow, that's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those situations where we're like, let's see, right here in the corner. Um, you know, let me pull this out here. Prior to setting up the cam, did notice things were going wrong or acting up uh, before, you know? Yeah, um, my ex-wife at the time was hearing um, footsteps, uh, knocking on the door, on the back door of the backyard, um, voices, um, seeing shadows. So at that time, we set it up, and we took out to my mom's house at the time, and we set it up. We left it there for, like, at least three or four hours, and then we came back. It took three pictures, one of me actually grabbing the camera, that one with the pink little dash in it, and then the third one was with the shadow person. Wow, man, that's, that's creepy. Yeah, we we uh, intend on going and doing a um like a ghost hunt, so to speak, uh, yeah. probably sometime around October near the Halloween time. Maybe potentially get into the um, what do you call it? Maybe a a cemetery or something, and try to get some EVPs or some visuals. Uh, hopefully blue doesn't get attached to a to a demon or anything <laughs> <laughs> or vice versa <laughs> but, the other way around too yeah yeah it's uh so we're gonna go in there with our salt and our and our holy water but... <laughs> <laughs> so there's this place in in yorktown that i play at uh 5d steakhouse and right next door to it well half a block down is a old hospital that's supposedly haunted at the yorktown hospital I, I think at one point it was a mental facility and uh, so whenever I finish doing my gigs there, I take off to that parking lot because it's always so black. 
and I drive into that parking lot real slow, turn off the lights, and I kind of look around a little bit, you know, just, just I don't know why, just hoping to find <laughs> see something, and then I just, I just leave. But I've never seen nothing there. But I think they have tours there, like somebody actually owns it, and they, and uh, they do ghost hunt tours or something like that. I don't know. Right. It's yeah, that's what, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, we want to try to do something like that. I'm, I'm trying to, we're going to try to talk Blue into allowing us to go into his uh, workplace and <laughs> and allow us to film at night. Because, you know, <laughs> hospitals are pretty crazy. So what's up, Wad Matt? I'm sorry if I <laughs> pronounced your name oh. wrong in the beginning. Uh, <laughs> Wad <Wed> Matt? <laughs> yeah. That's what what Big old shout what? out to you, buddy. Oh, what? Well, that's my son. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Wad Matt. Win all day. W-A-D. Win all day. Oh, nice, nice, nice. And this is our this is our uh, down under friend, uh, the Australian barbarian Mark Davison. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's a he's a good guy. And so, <clears throat> um, one thing before we uh, that we like to do because it's getting a little bit long in the tooth is we do a a sec a, a segment called our instead of rapid fire questions it's our lose wood fire questions this this segment is brought to you by, by wood fire pizza in del rio and in san antonio texas so if you guys want some good pizza and good time check out lose wood fire pizza on highway 90 coming into town in san antonio and on veteran boulevard in del rio texas so in this section what we do is we do some rapid questions we'll get some questions from the the uh the live chat and also from us and we usually just start off with a question here um and we'll start off with Jaime. do you have any questions for for buddy in a rapid fire segment yeah yeah i was gonna ask him if we could pick two country singers um uh, to work with who would it be uh george Strait would probably be top of the list yeah. uh i'd like to work with him i like to give him a song you know let him record all my songs uh it's got to be george and uh Probably one of my favorite groups, Diamond Real. Diamond Real, yeah. cool, cool. That's yeah, cool. in the country field, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Blue? Uh, I'm gonna ask one that uh, somebody asked earlier. This is from Iowa Walks. It's asking if you can spit bars and if you can <laughs> cold naked snow Olaf. I, I I don't understand the second part of the question, but no, I don't. I can't. I can't spit bars. <laughs> I gotta work things out. We're gonna have to uh, hook you up with um, D Rock so you can spit some bars, man. There you go. <laughs> yeah, have you ever considered doing a um, a mixed genre song where it's country and and rap or something like that? Think of like Tim McGraw and Nelly from back in the day. Yeah, no, so, I never like an Old Town Road or something like that. No, that's uh, I'm not not really into it, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. But I have dabbled in with the uh, like Tex-Mex, you know, like have an accordion. Uh, okay. It's, a, it's like Texas Tornadoes kind of thing. I have a couple of songs that are like that. So uh, oh, they're on my YouTube Fender. Nice. Fender. <laughs> it's funny, man. Whoa. I always get asked, hey, do you know any Freddie Fender or do you know any Johnny Rodriguez? I guess because, yeah. you know, bro. But no, <laughs> I don't. What's, uh, what's your favorite uh, concert you've been to? My favorite concert? I think it might have been, I went about a year ago with my wife to see Diamond Rio. I've seen him several times, but that particular night, my wife was able to get the tickets right up, or seats right up front, and it was just a great time, man. It was in Austin somewhere. Yeah. Well, we got a we got a question from the chat. It says, would uh, you would you, go ahead. No, you, you go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> All right, so he goes, he goes, would you rather fight a drunk Irish man 
or a kangaroo with boxing gloves? It's a, <laughs> a deep question there. Yep. Uh, who has the boxing gloves, me or the kangaroo? The kangaroo. Oh. The kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way to make it fair. It's not uh, neither one, man. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Oh, shit. Cool, man. And so do you believe in Bigfoot or any of those other cryptos that are out there? Or is that something you think is a, uh, maybe out of Jaime's imagination? <laughs> now, Bigfoot, I'm not totally sure on it, you know, because like, like I said, that TV show should be called Not Finding Bigfoot <laughs> or Never Finding Bigfoot. <laughs> right. but, but all the other stuff, yeah, man, I, I totally believe, you know, yeah. the UFO stuff especially. Man, I was a sucker for finding Bigfoot. Every every other Friday night, I was like, man, they're going to find him tonight. I know. <laughs> they never did, man. Today, never today's did. the day. Today right. is going to happen. It, it, they've been the waiting at, for this video. They're good at making noises. Oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's good at making noise. Blue's out there in the in the wilderness getting drunk, doing drunk turkey noises. That's all it is. Drunk turkey. <laughs> and so with that being said, so what we're going to do is we're going to kind of put a bow on this show, guys. Um if it's okay with you, uh, buddy, um, can I play one of your uh, videos that's on your Facebook? It's called, uh, it's one of the ones that you've had. Uh, it's an unreleased original. So I wanted to ask you first. Uh, you posted yeah. it up there called I Can't Move On. And so I, I really enjoyed this one. I, I, I've been listening to it since you posted it up. It's a really good song. Do you have any intentions on releasing it as a, uh, oh. oh, there it is. There it is. We need to try <laughs> that. That looks good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was just my shameless self promotion, or you know, <laughs> you can promote whatever you want. Part of the show, <laughs> I get you guys some bottles. Nice, Hell yeah, nice. uh, yeah, man, go ahead and play that video. Then, word of mouth is the best uh, way people can find my stuff, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, unfortunately, like I said, I, I don't have a big following or anything like that. So, anytime you guys or anybody else shares my music, man, it's fantastic, man. Awesome, mm -hmm. awesome. We'll be doing more of that. Um, you know, we're going to play this and then I'm going to end the broadcast afterwards. So don't go anywhere. Uh, just hang put. But before we let you go, can you let everybody know maybe a couple of shows that you have coming up, coming where they can find you, so to speak? Um, man, let's see. Uh, I know this. Well, tomorrow I'll be in uh, here in New Braunfels at Los Cucos Mexican restaurant for happy hour. This is always a good time. And uh, I got to look at my schedule here because I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Thursday, I'll be at Guadalupe Brewing Company here in New Braunfels also, which is funny because I always said I never play in New Braunfels. Uh, and then uh, Friday, I'll be in Lavernia at the Den. Saturday, I'll be in Matagorda over there on the coast at the Cove. Yeah. And Sunday, I'll be in Seguin area. And then I get, start again Tuesday. So, yeah, just uh, go to BuddyVargas.com. And if you go there now, you receive a free oven mitt. Just kidding. All my road <laughs> schedules there for the year. So it's already all full for the year. And uh come out and hang out and catch a show and drink some brew and yeah, and let's be friends, man. Awesome. We look forward to it. So before I play this out, Jaime, send us out. No, uh, it's blues turn. Remember, it's blues week. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like, subscribe and listen to Buddy Vargas, man. It's got some good music. There you go. Let's do this. I can't forget you through shots of tequila and bourbon whiskey don't do it either. The jukebox and neon lights in this bar. 
Got me feeling like I'll never move on. I catch myself singing along to the sad songs. And even happy ones that make me sad ones. I'm finding out I guess I'm really not that strong. Big mistake thinking I could move on. Thought I could live without you. But my world revolved around you. The truth of the matter is I can't move on. Living without you is way too hard. I need you. It's getting harder and I can't move on. I thought I was, but I ain't that strong. I need you. I need you. It's undeniable how much I still need you. This aching melancholy can't you defeat you. It's crippling despair. Is a fight that ain't even fair. Thought I could live without you, but my world revolved around you. Truth of the matter is, I can't move on. Living without you is way too hard. I need you. Yeah. It's getting harder and I can't move on. I thought I was, but I ain't that strong. I need you. Regrets, yeah, we all have some. Letting you go is my biggest one. Truth of the matter is, I can't move on. Living without you is way too hard. I need you. It's getting harder and I can't move on. I thought I was, but I ain't that strong. I need you.